Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. Here with a name you know, and you know him from, from his time in WWE, his time in AEW, his time all over the independent circuit. We got Sean Maluda here. How you doing? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. So this excited is- to have you on because you, you have a wealth of experience, even outside of those, those things that we mentioned. I mean, you've been around for a while. Uh, you, you've experienced like a ton of different roles. We were just talking before we went on the air about you doing some stuff with AEW. How did that come about? Well, man, uh, the pandemic hit and just like everybody, I was just out of a job. Uh, the independence was already slowing down for me before the pandemic hit, which was a little weird, but, um, you know, I was just looking for the next step, uh, to take and just like everybody was. And it just so happens I'm down here in Florida and, you know, at working for NXT so much over the years has kept me living in Florida. So I was looking for something different to do. And it just so happens AEW was filming in Jacksonville. Um, I believe that, you know, they went to Georgia for a little bit because they weren't sure quite what they were going to do yet. And then Jacksonville ended up being the landing spot. So I kind of put two and two together and I was looking for a new opportunity in my career and uh, the rest was history. Um, uh, I got in touch with QT, um, just like a lot of other extras are doing right now. And uh, he gave me the ball, but um, that led to something further, which is me coming back now weekly, which is pretty cool for me. I always hear it's QT or Christopher Daniels. Like I've talked to a lot of people on Dark, and they just they constantly put over QT and Christopher Daniels for how hard they work because it's not just a few people. They're bringing in fresh people all the time. I think a lot of people expected, like by the time that, that March or April rolled around, you would see the same names on Dark for the next year. But they've went out and got a whole lot of people. And last summer, you were one of those people. Yeah, and it's weird because the independents have always been this unofficial, um, kind of like a breeding ground to let you know who's who's next. You know, who's coming up, uh, who's going to be the next guy. Now you really don't have that because really the only companies running are the TV companies. Uh, you know, they still have a job to do and go out and find the best talent 
whether it's extras uh, or guys that they're interested in signing. Um, that process is, is not going to stop uh, pandemic or not, uh, especially with, uh, you know, all the rival promotions and, and everything going on right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, so um, I got my opportunity on, on, uh, on Dynamite. It was, it was the one year anniversary on Dynamite. Got to get in there with Lance Archer. Um, that was pretty cool. I, I didn't, I don't take things like that lightly, no matter if it's a one minute match or three minute match. Uh, to me, that was a huge step in my career, uh, jumping outside of the WWE box and doing something different. Um, and like I said, that, le that led to a whole bunch of matches that I'm currently doing on dark right now. And, um, you know, so far so good. Well, would you consider you and Ryzen like a, a full-time tag team now? I know you all have you all have teamed together a lot, but you've also teamed with a lot of other people like Joey O'Reilly and, and King and a lot of people and Sean Dean even. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys, they have a similar story to me. And Ryzen, you know, Ryzen, for example, I remember him seeing, seeing him at countless NXT um, tapings and or on the road, Raw and SmackDown, you know, just doing the same thing I'm doing, just getting their reps in and, and you know, seeing, uh, seeing what's next, seeing if they can get a, a legit tryout from these things. So uh, Ryzen, he, you know, he's been grinding for a while and uh, a lot of, you know, he, he's an example of guys um, that have been in the game for a while. Um, WWE, not necessarily anything happening for them right now, but then there's also a place to go now where we can, you know, display our skills, and it's awesome. I, I really like Dark because it's a it's a nice mix, too. Like, you have really, really experienced people like yourself, and you have Brooke Havoc last night who was in her first pro match, and that was, like, built in the story. Is there anybody there that specifically you've learned a lot from or that you've been able to help teach a lot or that, that you've been like, man, I think I could work a lot with this guy, and I think I could help him out, or vice versa? I think... Uh what's really sh struck me so far is that the, the, the producers, the agents, uh, you know, they're pretty hands-on with what's going on. Um, you know, sometimes you have a lot of enhancement matches and there's not much to say that has to go into that. Uh, on dark, you're seeing their enhancement matches, but you're seeing some full blown matches. I mean, you can turn on YouTube and you can see Pentagon and Phoenix having a match. And it's also up to whoever that extra, or enhancement talent is on the other side of that ring to really keep up with that style. Um, that's what I was trying to explain before. I just didn't get to that point is AEW, they have to find the best talent to also keep up with their best talent. And you can't just bring anybody in on the streets to do that. So, um, you know, in a sense, I feel really blessed to do, to be doing what I'm doing now, because like I said, the independents are really, really slowing down. Uh, nobody knows what the next uh, step is going to be. Some states are more relaxed than others. But right now, it's really the, the TV companies that are really uh, making the business go. And un so, unfortunately, the entire wrestling world lost Brody Lee. Did you get to interact with him much? I know that you worked with Dark Order right around the time where a lot of people were kind of unfortunately finding out that he was hospitalized and, and things like that. Uh, just very briefly, uh, he was on that, I believe he was, uh, I'm, I don't know if he was competing, but he was on that one year anniversary show, uh, the same, uh, the same one that I was debuting on. Um, I also had a match with Miro not too long after that. 
I believe he was there. And then after that, I think I never got a chance to see him again. And um, all the health reasons were definitely kept from me. And I wasn't really, I really didn't even know how bad the situation was until most of you guys, until we actually heard the news of what happened. Um, all I could say about that is I wasn't super close with him, but he, he was a cool guy. Every time I've seen him on the road over the years, um, WWE, and then later in AEW. And uh, it's just really sad to see somebody that uh, took a chance on himself, bet on himself, and uh, got out of a certain situation. And you could just tell he was about to put out, you know, some of the best years of oh, his yeah. career. So that's kind of, uh, you know, pretty sad to see. Uh, it's really awesome what AEW is doing right now for the family, for Brody Jr. I mean, you really can't ask for much more than that. Um, it's not going to bring Brody back, but I think they're doing a hell of a job of uh, keeping everybody um, at peace. I, I think it speaks a lot to the respect that the roster had for him and his family that they that this was kept private for two whole months. Because after it happened, I had people on the roster that were messaging me saying, what did you know? Because they wanted to know if anybody put it out there, and nobody did. So I think it, it speaks a lot to the respect that they have for him and, and they continue to have for him, obviously. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, you, you worked with dark order around early November. How, how was that? I mean, they, they've exploded over the last year. They're great. I think everybody in that group is either great or has the potential to be great. Um, uh, John Silver, I, I got, I got to mix it up with him and evolve probably at, at some point last year. Uh, well, I mean, he's, He's got so much fire in him. You knew he was going to be something. Uh, uh, same thing with Alex Reynolds. I worked with him back in the day, I believe, for WXW uh, when, when Samu took over that. Mm -hmm. um, so I was, you know, like us independent guys, we're familiar with each other. And, uh, you know, a lot of us have been around, you know, been around uh, for 10, 15 years now. And we're just all coming and meeting again in this one place and, you know, putting out our best work. Um, so, uh, I got in there with Stu and, uh, Stu and Uno. That was really cool. Uh, they were, I, I can remember when they debuted on AEW initially, uh, I don't think too many people knew them, especially mainstream, but I, there was something about them, the way they moved that I just, they caught my eye and, you know, these guys were going to be something. Uh, I just, I just appreciate of how smooth they are with their, with their art and, and their movements in the ring. And um, they, they definitely look different than anybody else. Um, so I, I think I think that whole group and, and Cole Cabana being in there, I think is like a wild card in a way. And I know they're learning a lot from him too. And he's kind of the glue, I think, that is keeping everything together, especially now with, uh, you know, the passing of Brody. So uh, we, we had mentioned... Uh, how the indies had changed, how schedules have changed. How has that affected things for you? Like, how, how are you feeling physically? Because, I mean, I know this is a big adjustment to your schedule. How, how again, physically and mentally are you holding up and adjusting to, to all this change? Well, uh, AEW has definitely came in at the right time in my life where it was uh, – um, it's hard to put in words because, you know, being a part of the, being in the, in the pandemic, you just don't know what's next. I mean, 
luckily before AEW, I had a day job that was keeping me afloat. And even that was slowing down. So it was really hard to, you know, to, to fathom, you know, like what, you know, are you going to have problems catching your next meal or paying the rent? Uh, you know, as much as, as much as I've been in the game and wrestling, I was still in that boat, just like a lot of people. So, um, that's why working for AEW, I feel really blessed. And uh, I also know it's a lot of pressure on me to put out the best work that I have uh, because just six months ago, I was not working at all. And uh, just for example, my, uh, my uncle's Wild Samoan Training Center, uh, that used to be my home where I can go during the week and get my reps in or mix it up with you know some guys and, and kind of keep me at the top of my game. Now we don't have that because of everything shutting down. So it's really on you to, to be mentally and physically prepared, you know, when you show up to work because, you know, guys don't have those normal reps that you normally have. Um, so you just have to go in there and, uh, and uh, give your best, you know, during these trying times. So for about three and a half years, you were working pretty regularly with WWE on NXT and 205 Live. What kind of contact do you have with them? Has that adjusted at all since you started to do AEW stuff? Because I know that you didn't, I, I don't remember you having a match there last year, but like 16, 17, 18, 19, you were facing like Drew McIntyre and Adam Cole and in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, well, the Cruiserweight Classic really kicked it off for me. Um, and, uh, you know, ever since that, um, they really kept me busy with a lot of good quality work. And even as an unsigned guy, uh, I consider myself pretty lucky to get in there with the likes of a Kenta or an Adam Cole or uh, a Bobby Roode. Um, you know, again, Ibushi. You know, these are quote unquote, uh, besides the Ibushi match, these are quote unquote enhancement matches mm -hmm. to the normal people. But these matches mean more to me than that. And especially, you know, like, not many people can say they worked with Kenta in the in a WWE ring, you know, uh, because he had such a short run. Um, getting to work with Tajiri on 205 Live, you know, that was pretty cool. So um, the opportunities kept coming, but it didn't lead to anything more than that. And uh, back in 2019, I signed with Evolve. That was a huge step in my career. Um, as far as bringing, bringing more out of me, you know, de, uh, more of a demanding style, um, mixing it up with guys like A.R. Fox and Kurt Stallion, you know, Leon Ruff, um, you know, guys that are on or getting their due on WWE NXT today. So I was part of that bubble for a while, and they also put me with Eddie Kingston. That was, that was dope. Um, being with Kingston, uh, he, he became a mentor out of it and even to this day. So, uh, you know, I've been, I've been kept busy with a lot of good situations over those, over those years, but nothing ever led to anything further as far as the WWE went. Now, when the pandemic hit, it was up to me to ask myself, should I keep following this path or should I do something different? I chose to do something different. And now here I am at AEW um, on an agreement, but also, uh, you know, showing up weekly and giving it all I got.
it's got to feel good when you bet on yourself and it works out though. Right. I mean, that, that, I mean, believing in yourself and obviously WWE believed in you too, to, to at least some degree, because I think it speaks a lot to your versatility that they were like, oh yeah, Kota Ibushi, uh, Drew McIntyre, Adam Cole, not just people like that, but people that were young in their career, like, like Velveteen Dream or, or Otis or anybody like that. They know that they can put you in the ring with them regardless of their experience or skill level and you're going to have a good match with them. Uh, did Was that ever something that they brought up to you? Like, hey, we trust you with this spot. Uh, we, we liked your stuff. Like, were there any talks beyond that? I think ultimately uh, I got my first look back in 2011. And uh, William Regal has been so instrumental in my career. And basically, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I, I believe that I strung up enough good tryout matches for Regal to where he felt like I had something. And it was his, it was his decision to put me in the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, I can remember showing up, I think it was a Royal Rumble loop, um, six months before the Classic, where he proposed you know, this was going to happen. And instantly I knew this was going to change my entire career. Uh, no, no matter who I wrestled, no matter what, because all I needed was the platform. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and after going to the WWE as an extra for years and trying out, you know, I never had any kind of in-ring work until the Cruiserweight Classic. So in a sense, it was, it was a build up to that. And I think after the classic, I did earn a lot of trust and a lot of respect from that. I've always been a guy that kind of has to show up and prove himself through his work to get the respect. And uh, once I finally did start working, uh, everything kind of changed for me. Um, as far as the Cruiserweight Classic goes, uh, that's something that's still talked about today to me. I believe that the vibe that, 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 um, tournament created was something that was kind of unmatched. Uh, I know 205 Live and um, kind of spawned off of that. But to me, the, the magic of the, of the classic has been unmatched. Um, and, I, you know, like I said, from the classic on, you know, I built myself up with these, with these matches and I just felt like the trust factor just kept getting higher. Um, and that's kind of my role today of AEW. You know, I'm starting out as an enhancement again, and I don't plan on finishing that way, just like I did at WWE, though. You know, I got big goals, and I got big aspirations to uh, to really show, 
you know, what I can do because I feel like a lot of, for a few years there, there, there really wasn't a chance for me to do that, even though I got really, really cool moments out of that. So you, we mentioned the Ibushi match. How do you, how do you set up that match? How do you communicate? Does he speak much English or how does that work when you got a language barrier? His English, he, he's, he more understands more than he can uh, speak. And he also had Nakazawa there, um, you know, for the week. So he's everywhere, not- isn't he? He's yeah. everywhere. And he's great, too. Uh, he definitely helped out with that. But it really wasn't, when you really look back on it, there really wasn't a lot of time to, to prepare for it. Um, you know, we, we definitely had a game plan going in, but once we got in the ring, you know, we, there was really nothing to be said. And uh, I've always had a love for Japanese wrestling anyways, um, whether it be the heavyweights from all Japan or even, um, you know, the, the junior style that, that even New Japan is still uh, presenting today. Uh, I, I've always loved everything about Japanese wrestling. So that made it even more cooler for me that here I am, this is the first match in my WWE career and I'm wrestling Kota Ibushi. It's kind of a mind blowing experience, but you know, we made it work, man. And uh, you know, Ibushi, he's just one of those guys, man. You just get in the ring with him and he instantly made me better. And he, he, up until, up until this day, he'll, he'll go down as being my, my best opponent. So I, uh... We had mentioned the WWE run. We mentioned AEW. Have you gotten any feedback from WWE since you started to pop up on AEW? Like, hey, what are you what are you doing over here? No, but uh, I think you know some people there would appreciate what I'm doing because sure. it's you know it's really all about uh, it's really all about getting it, man, and and getting it by any means necessary. And um, I did a lot of cool stuff at WWE, but you know I'm I'm really not thinking about one company anymore um as far as as far as that goes uh it's really all about making a good living in the business because there's so many places to do that now and um and AEW just seems to be a, a landing spot for me that uh it's 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 almost like uh recently the last few months it's almost like regained my love for wrestling because it's it's so much it's so much fun being there. The atmosphere is great. Um, Tony Khan, uh, Cody, they can't be any more great to work for. Um, it's a really good vibe there, and I heard it going in. And sometimes you don't believe it because it's wrestling, but it's true. And a lot of guys care, and a lot of guys um, a lot of guys look out. So I'm really happy doing what I'm doing now. And also, I mean, there, there's a proven formula to grow from dark to being on the show regularly. A couple of guys that you face, Danny Limelight, Griff Garrison, have been there. And I know Brian Pillman's still in an MLW contract, but it very much seems like he's going to end up there full-time when that's up. I mean, does that instill more confidence in you when you look at that and you're like, oh, there is a process, it is achievable, it's not a carrot being dangled in front of my face? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like that my whole career. It's, it's almost like every match is symbolic to me it's almost like a life or death situation and uh you know I've, I've always prided myself on the performance and i know it's up to me to really get things done uh i know um i'm basically in control of my own destiny you know whatever i put out there um 
it really all takes all it takes is somebody to latch on and say that we can do something with that. Um, so the opportunities are definitely there. Uh, I think DARP is a is a tremendous platform um, for for everybody involved. Um, you know, you got to remember AEW is only doing dynamite right now consistently weekly as a you know as far as a TV program. So you can't fit the entire roster on there. There has to be shows like Dark, uh, especially when you have a ranking system and, and whatnot. So uh, I think Dark is just an all around benefit for everybody. Um, it gives you a good uh, idea of who's coming up next. And um, it, you know, it, it, it gives more of a uh, established guys a chance to get over more. Uh, it's a win for everybody. So a lot of people remember you popping up on NXT to face Adam Cole, but you guys had faced each other like really early in your careers too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Adam, man, he's yeah, he's been around for a while. I think we started in similar time frame. Uh, I think he's got to start. Maybe I'm wrong, but CCW in Philadelphia, somewhere around there. Um, and of course, I was in WXW in Pennsylvania at the time, um, and we definitely crossed paths. Uh, I believe it was only maybe a handful of times, maybe once or twice, but uh, he's always been a pro man. And he's always had something about him that he, it was next level. And he, he doesn't really, he, he just got a certain swag to him. And uh, so that's why it doesn't surprise me of everything that he's doing now. Uh, he, but I think he really exceeded people's ex expectations with uh, how well he's doing in NXT and how how far he's been taking the Undisputed Era and whatnot. So, man, Adam's just always been great. I like to put some positivity out into the world on during my interviews. So instead of shooting hard, we do a segment called Shooting Softly, where I'll ask you to say nice things about some people that maybe you've worked with in the past. Uh, All right. We'll start with a guy that you've teamed with. WWE fans will remember him. Alpha Jr., also known as Manu. So, Alpha Jr., like a big brother, man. It's uh, definitely more than a cousin. Uh, fun as hell when, when you tag team with him. Uh, he's been a mentor my entire life. Uh, actually gave me the uh, code breaker off the second rope for... Uh, when I was using that for a while. Um, no, nah, man, Alpha Jr., he's, he's always been a pro. Uh, he's always been a savage. And I feel like he has another run in, in him before, you know, this thing is all said and done, too. A guy that you've ended up in the ring with a couple of times, Billy Gunn. Oh, man. Hilarious. Uh, huge as hell. Yes, he is. It's awesome. Uh, when you see him in the 18-foot ring compared to the 20-foot ring in WWE, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. He's so big. I've got to work with him twice already, and his sons are just – they're, like, exactly like him in, in, in completely opposite ways. It's its its really interesting. But uh, Billy, he, he's gone deep with my family all the way from the head shrinker days, uh, where, you know, working with Samu and Kishi back in the day. So – uh, that was brought up definitely when we uh, tangled up a few months ago. So, uh, no, nah, man, he's always been awesome. He's He can still obviously go, you know, at his age, and he just looks like a million bucks. You can tell those kids grew up around his body language, like the way they move and the way they'll, they'll like, do things. It's like, man, they, they walk like him, too. It's 
It's so wild. Uh, a, a name we've seen uh, featured prominently on NXT that you ended up working with, Leon Ruff. Oh, man. Uh, awesome. Uh, definitely. I actually worked with him, and uh, I think it was for Wrestling Has It Tomorrow back in uh, Long Island. I, I believe it was Long Island, maybe Rhode Island. Uh, we had a six-way. That, that was pretty awesome. Um, Leon Ruff, he's always been, uh, I mean, he's a protege of Aero Fox, so you know he was always going to be uh, in good hands. But he's he has definitely always been the one to stand out from Fox's crew as, uh, you know, just being that guy. And uh, I know they gave him a really, really good opportunities and evolved, um, even main eventing for the world title at some point. So uh, that's why even what he's doing at NXT now, it's no surprise. And he's only going to keep getting better. A guy who's actually written for Fightful for a while, Jason Kincaid, another really good name on the independent circuit. I know you worked with him, I think, I want to say like almost four years ago. Uh, I believe it was Style Battle. Yeah, there you go. Battle. Oh, no, it was cool, man. I, I believe that was the only time I worked with him or, or met him, but uh, uh, he had like a, such an interesting look and a gimmick back then. And that's what really, like, really caught my eye. I mean, it, it seemed like he could do all the spots, all the lucha and everything, but his look at the time was like really, really out there. So he's got a head tat now. He shaved his head and he's got a head tattoo now. It looks completely different now. He still looks crazy. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, I love it. I mean, I mean, that's got to be a big thing for him to be like, you know what? Getting rid of these dreadlocks that I've grown for years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, another name that you've teamed with, everybody knows him, King Haku. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Uh, it's it's such an advantage to have the the world's toughest man in your back pocket. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, somebody that you just hey, I got this problem, uh, Tonga. You wanna you wanna come through? It's 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 and, and he used to um when I first made the move to Florida to keep training with my uncle Alpha, he was really instrumental down here with helping me too. So I, I do want to shout him out for that. Uh, I think even today he he lives right outside of Kissimmee, so. Uh, he was real close to this area, and he would always pop in for our WXW shows and uh, offering us game and whatnot. Uh, it's just, it's just still awesome that everybody you know around the world he knows him as this feared guy, and and us. I mean, we just know him as this, just this like teddy bear kind of a guy, man. He, he's awesome. And uh, I don't know if you've met the man, but. I mean, I noticed that your your name used to be the Samoan Dragon. Was there any Daniel Bryan influence there? Uh, there was an influence with the... Well, back when I was uh, studying Taekwondo, karate, they mm-hmm. kind of nicknamed me the Dragon. Okay. Um, so that was kind of... Uh, it mixed in with also... There, there were some dragons going around on the independence. You had yeah. Insane Dragon at the time. Oh, you had yeah. Super Dragon. Um, but uh, So the Dragon was kind of a thing, and I just felt like... You know, that could fit me. Uh, American Dragon, though, Brian Danielson, definitely a huge influence. Uh, just uh, right up there with the, all the guys that I love to watch uh, from back from back then, AJ Styles, uh, Low Key, Homicide. Uh, that was just a special era with a, a group of special guys. So uh, as we wrap up, of course, we encourage people to check out 
Sean Maluda on Twitter. We've got his handle up here. Check him out on Pro Wrestling Tees. He's all over the place, but you can also see him uh, pretty often on AEW. I mean, it's it's been great seeing you there. What what are you looking forward to in 2021? Oh man. Uh well, I feel like um I really haven't give uh, the world my best yet. So that's what I'm ultimately looking forward to. Um, you know, I've had a career where it's been up up and down and kind of inconsistent at times. And I'm just looking to put out my best work, man. Um, AEW has given me the platform so far to do that. And I'm just looking to uh, to keep this thing going, man, and uh, knocking out the park every time. I, I'm, I'm one of these guys that really prides themselves on the performance uh, part of the game. And um, so that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm focused on. I'm, I really want to give AEW my best. It's a great environment um, right now where I am. And uh, so that really helps mentally uh, to handle your business and do what you got to do. So uh, that's my plans. Big plans. Sean Maluda, I know I'm going to be speaking to you again. You've, you've got so much to talk about at any given time. You've got like a million things going on. I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Guys, until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.